Welcome to the 411 Podcast. I am your hairdresser and host, Nicole. Everyone knows the salon as a little therapy session. Hairdressers know all your dirty secrets. What happens in the salon usually stays in the salon. Well, until now, each week I will be joined by a different client who will co-host with me and we will spill all the juicy goss. From relationships to self-love, we are going to teach you how to treat you right. So get cosy, grab a cuppa, or a Cosmo and Cheeseburger, and learn to love yourself. Today we are joined by one of my clients, Lauren Tide. Say hello, Lauren. Hello. Hello, listeners. Lauren has been one of my clients since December 2019. And we just hit it off, didn't we? That sounds like so long ago now that you're saying that out I loud. I think this is like one of the actual only times that you've seen my full face as well, properly, not behind a mask <laughs> and things like that. I was like, I said, when did you get this back? Twenty twenty. Right, it must have been like November, December. Then, sorry, I just pure talk rubbish. <laughs> I, I knew it was round about like Christmas time because I remember I did make. Zach and he was like taking well yes we're going out Christmas shopping we're going our first yeah. day so be there yeah. oh you were telling me to go to Hotel Chocolat yeah. mm-hmm. today Lauren and I are going to cover the topic of Instagram versus reality um I had actually came across a photoshopped image that Maria Fowler from Tibby had done recently and I had absolutely no idea that to that extent that people could photoshop their their images. Lauren brought a makeup artist's Instagram to my attention, Holly Cockrell, and she did the same kind of thing, doesn't she? Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. She's done a couple of herself and then there's ones of her boyfriend and they just look like every other influencer couple on Instagram. It's mental. There's things that she's got, there's pictures where she's got short hair and then she's got these big luscious locks mm-hmm. and you're thinking how is that even possible to do that? Yeah, that was like Maria, like she was standing and like her damn pants and she's had a baby. She, I don't think she'd had her hair done and then in the after picture she had like a full bouncy blow dry, flawless makeup, like her waist was smaller. I think she had a few stretch marks, obviously, for the babies, airbrushed them, like, just totally different figure and everything different. And she said she'd done it in, like, 10 minutes. It took 10 minutes. Yeah, it's scary that. that this girl, Holly, that I had brought to your attention, there was pictures of her where she had, like, her skin hadn't been edited and she had, like, mm-hmm. a frown on her face. And then in the next picture, she had these big, bright, pearly white teeth. Like, her whole expression on her face had changed as well. And she said, like, in the picture, she wasn't feeling her best. And she went to, like, this big, glamorous, happy person just painting the false reality that she, it wasn't actually real. Yeah. Totally yeah. distorted. And that is the thing about Instagram. Like, I went on Instagram and I've been, like, you do look at all these people and you look at influencers and things and I always just genuinely thought that was what they looked like. Maybe there's a wee bit I didn't went on, but I genuinely thought it was like through knowing how to like brighten and sharpen and all that because I've seen things like that on TikTok where it shows you how to make your picture look better just using the edit button when you take a picture on your iPhone. I never knew it was to that that extent that people were going to. And I had a wee flick through Holly's Instagram. 
I think it's amazing that she's like doing this and putting out awareness because again a lot of people who are makeup artists you go and you get your makeup done and you think that you're going to look absolutely flawless and you come out and maybe you've still got some wee fine lines and wrinkles and your skin doesn't look completely flawless even though the the pictures on the Instagram look like somebody's went in with full blown acne and came out with like totally airbrushed skin. I don't know if that was Holly's like reason for doing that. Maybe she, I know that makeup artists I've seen on Instagram in the past have got a bit fed up because they're like, we can't change your skin texture. Like we can make you look good as with makeup, but we can't change your skin texture. And I know from being in the hair industry that I've worked in salons where they photoshop their hair pictures and that's something that I'm totally against and even like different lighting and things like that people's hair can look different. I'll find myself I've taken a, a, a picture of gorgeous hair that I've done but I'll maybe not upload it because the tone of it's off or didn't look like that in real life or I'll maybe just explain in the caption. It was night time and actually having to use ring lights and artificial light, it looks a wee bit more warm or brighter or, or whatever in it. But yeah, it's just, it's totally distorting people's ideas of what's achievable in life with hair and, and beauty and makeup artists. It's, it's really putting a lot of pressure on us in the industry to try and make people look a certain way yeah I think it's just can't we're, we're not I mean people call us like medical workers but we're not fucking magicians do you know <laughs> I think I think it's really important that she's brought it to the sort of forefront and it's gaining traction she's got hundreds upon thousands of likes on it I mean I don't know about you but there's times when I get a good picture of myself and it's not filtered and it's just me looking good got my hair all done got my makeup all done and I upload it and you see in that wee split second when you're waiting for it to upload and go on your feed some pure gorgeous big supermodel is on your feed and you think I'm deleting that because I don't look anything like her but like <laughs> yeah absolutely will be deleting later because compared to this person I look like absolute shit when I thought I looked shit hot. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? And then you actually think about it and you go, but what has that person put on that picture? Do they really look like that? Or are they sitting at home with their juicy couture tracksuit on looking like shit? But you think that they look amazing because they've got all these filters and used all this face chin. And I just wanted to touch on a point that you'd mentioned earlier about hair. I went to a, a hairdresser, you know, you don't do my extensions. I'd went to a hairdresser a couple of years ago and I was there and I was getting the after picture taken and the girl had asked me to put my hands behind my head and push my elbows out to make the back of my hair look big and voluptuous and all this but it didn't look like that in real life and I felt really uncomfortable because I thought you're going to upload this to Instagram and people are going to see this and people are going to see your business on Instagram and they're going to think gosh look at that girl's hair it's so full it's so brilliant and that's what I'm going to get if I go to that salon and I felt like a pure fraud for doing it and I felt really uncomfortable doing it and I just thought how can that person upload these images to Instagram or to Facebook or whatever platform they're promoting their business on and feel comfortable basically lying to people and say if you buy into my product that's what you're going to look like when you don't yeah. Do you know, Lauren, that's actually a good 
thing that you touched on there because as an extension technician and a hairdresser, I am not a photographer and that is a part of my job that I really, really struggle with. Like I was saying with lighting and all that, get the true tone of what the hair actually looks like and the reason for the name of my Instagram page, The Hair 411, is because I like to fill people with knowledge about hair. And part of that is really teaching people about hair and what's achievable and what's not. And you have to do it in stages and stuff. And I've often took pictures and the hair extensions look amazing in real life. And I just feel like, oh, how come they don't look as thick and as full and and I'm using the same amount of grams as another extensionist. And I've thought, oh, is my styling rubbish? And you really, it really makes you doubt yourself as to whether you're a good extensionist. And I think that when it comes to the extensions that I fit, and most people will say as soon as they're fitted, they look so natural. Like, I can't tell where my hair stops and stuff. To me, that's how extensions are supposed to look. Yeah. When I see somebody with like overly thick and overly full extensions, I think I can tell right away. And I don't know if it's just for my job, but I, I do tend to fit hair extensions to look more natural because yeah. I think that that kind of side of beauty is the best. We're just enhancing what you've got. We're exactly. Not, we're not making you someone else. Which takes me on to another subject, right? Well, we're staying in the same subject. However, we're going to mention um, someone who is very, very, very well known for Photoshop and her images. And that is Miss Chloe Kardashian. And Miss Chloe Kardashian, we do not want suit. We do not hate you. We love you. We think that you are a queen. You know that saying, we're not ugly, we're just, just poor. Yeah, right. So think about the Kardashians, right? And how much money they've got and how much money they may or may not have spent just bear in mind for no trying to get sued. <laughs> um, they may or may not have spent in, in surgery, right? But they are still photoshopping their images. How do we live up to that? Is it because of this family that we are doing things like this on social media? What's your take on it, Lauren? So uh, I agree. They've got all the money in the world, which, as you say, may or may not be spent on enhancing their looks. But there was quite infamously that incident a couple of months ago with Chloe, a picture of an unfiltered picture of Chloe getting out into the media. And she, there was uproar about it. And I thought she looked amazing. See, if I looked like that, I would be over the moon. I would be going down to Tesco in my birthday suit if I looked like that. I would be over the moon. And I just thought, how sad is that? That she is, may or may not have spent all this money enhancing how she looks. And yet she still feels as though she needs to slap on all these filters, all this face tune, just to be worthy of putting an, a, an image on Instagram for people to judge. Yeah, we feel like, They've got it all. I mean, I often stop and think, I wonder what the Kardashians are doing right now because their life just seems so much more exciting than mine, right? And I'm not really interested in Sandra up the road and what she's doing, right? I'm not, I'm not really like that. I'm not a nosy person like that, but I'm interested in how the other half live, like the housewives and the Kardashians, you yeah. know, because I can't say I don't want to live like that myself, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it is really, really sad that, I mean, she obviously worked really hard, right? She fell out with Lamar, she got that revenge body, honey, she was looking fantastic. 
I remember when she did the was it for GQ magazine? Oh, the jeans. The photo shoot? With the jeans? No, it no. was the one where she was like, she'd worked out, she looked amazing. And do you remember she was like in the wee crop top and black pants? Yes. And she had like the whole sweaty look going on, and but obviously looking looking good for looking sweaty, you know, because she has a Kardashian. I just thought she looked phenomenal. And I think Kim was pregnant or had had a baby at the time and it was on the Kardashians and she was like, Chloe, you look insane. Like, you look amazing. And she did look amazing. We've seen it on the TV. That's not photoshopped. She'd obviously put in a lot of hard work to look the way that she did. It's just sad that she feels the need to be embarrassed at how she actually looks in real life because to you and I she looks absolutely incredible and I think that she'd had true but then hadn't she? Yeah and she had. Rumour had it that she was absolutely fuming that this had ended up online and I don't know if it was an assistant or something that leaked it. Yeah. Someone leaked it and I can't help but think maybe they leaked it to like I don't know am I silly to think it was for like good purpose? Yeah. Like to be like, you look absolutely incredible. Like, don't be upset at how you look. Like, show the world how you actually look. People are going to say things whether you look incredible or you don't. So just be your fucking self. It's tiring as a woman. Yeah, you're not ever going to be anyone's cup of tea, everyone's cup of tea. No. So you might as well be a shot of tequila and do whatever the fuck you want. A hundred percent. She has admitted to having a nose job. I've watched plastic surgeons and things on TikTok can I break down what celebrities have had again because all of these perfect images that we're seeing online they can't even give us that no they yesterday actually came across a video and it's a woman I think her name's Lauren Hill or Laurie Hill Laurie Hill I think it is and she is on YouTube and she has had surgery and she kind of does the same thing, like she'll do videos on different celebrities and she breaks down what celebrities have had and she is not judging what they've had done. She's just like, well, I've had it done and these people need to be more honest. It's, I think it's very clear that they have had BBL surgery, the Kardashians. Yeah. And remember there was the infamous episode and it was whether Kim had had implants or not. The X-ray. Take an X-ray of my ass like I'm not and it's like but right well now we know that maybe that was your ass back then they they, they did have big butts right but obviously they've enhanced them as have half the world um, at this point and when the likes of the girls feel like Geordie Sean and all that are all coming out and saying yes this is what I've had done and they're the same shape as them I think that that kind of shows but it's just it's what point do we draw the line as women because I can't really sit here and say myself that I have not ever thought that I wanted to change anything about myself I think if we were all really honest with ourselves whether you were 18 or you were 60 I think that there's definitely things that we would change about ourselves as women absolutely there is this standard out there that we are made to live up to men at my age are literally getting bolder by the day and bigger by the day and they don't really do anything whether we're out spending an absolute fortune on fillers botox waxing 
oh, fake tans, all of these beauty treatments, facials, like trying to look a certain way, trying to stay youthful and Instagram, that is a big reason for it. There's a lot of pressure on young people to look a certain way, like really perfect airbrush, have that small waist, big butt, that type of image, you know, and whether you're blessed with it or not, I, w- I would say I'm blessed with a small waist and a bigger butt for somebody who is a little white girl, I suppose, like I am. <laughs> Mama, I get my butt from my mama. Um, so I feel as if maybe I fit into that category and other people might think that maybe they think that online my images are photoshopped, but I can assure you they're not. I don't photoshop any of my images. I genuinely wouldn't know where to start. And I would just be absolutely mortified that people have seen you in real life and didn't know who you were. I think that's happened loads of times. I've had so many instances, like when I was an assistant in the first salon that I worked in, guys would like come in and um, you'd be like, all right, John, like what are you up to the night? And they'd be like, oh, I'm taking a wee bird out on Tinder. And then John would come back like the next week and I'd be like, how did your date go? And John would be like, I got off. And you're like, what? And it's like, oh, she didn't, she didn't look at like her pictures, like she's pure catfish, man. And I'm like, oh, no, like, so that that would be more mortifying to me than somebody seeing me in real life and thinking you don't look anything like your picture. It is mortifying. And I'm going to absolutely expose myself here because you and I have spoken about this before. So going back to Chloe's revenge board days, back when Chloe was on the revenge board hype, I was going through a breakup as well. And I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to lose all this weight, feel amazing about myself. And I did, and I didn't have Kardashian money to do it. So 5am every morning up on the slog, hauling myself to the gym, all the, this PT, and I lost five stone. And I felt and I looked, I felt good and I looked good. And I don't mind saying that. But I feel as though at that time in my life when I was thinner, I mean, I've put weight, lockdown weight on, everyone has. But at that point in my life when I was thinner, I felt that there was more need for me to go on and edit my images because I felt as though I was in this new community, this new society where I was skinny and I was accepted. So I felt as though I had to keep up appearances and edit these images. And I didn't have about four chins, but I was still editing my jawline to make make myself look snatched. Do you know what I mean? And I feel as though now that I've put a bit more weight back on, I don't feel the need to do that because I feel, do you know what? We have come through two years in a global pandemic. We have been eating our way out of it. It doesn't matter if you've got a wee bit more fluff. And I just feel now, if you go on to my Instagram and you look back, you think that looks like a completely different person and it was actually a photo that I showed my mum and my mum went come on are you kidding me on and I was like what and I was actually shocked that she was like that doesn't look anything like you because my mind had been so distorted and I thought that's what that must be what I look like because I mean the foundations of the picture are there I'm just nipping and tucking a wee few parts of it and I thought you know what she's actually right and as you say, the I was obviously going back out dating and things like that. I wanted to start going on dates and start meeting people. And I thought, if I go and meet this person and they go, you look nothing like your pictures, I would die on the spot. Yeah. In the hair industry, a lot of bookings are made on social media. 
do Facebook and Instagram and a, a few years ago I actually stopped doing this but I used to look on people's profile picture like just so that I knew when they were coming through the door when they booked an appointment with me what they what they look like because I wanted to give them a big warm welcome and be like hi Lauren like how are you it's actually a, a, a nice thing to people like to know that you know their name when they walk through the door and they can get quite anxious coming into a salon so I wanted to be able to put a name to a face and a face to a name I stopped doing it because I genuinely couldn't tell and there was the odd people as well that I would say take a picture um, of your hair when you go home because maybe they hadn't worn makeup to their appointment and I would say take a wee selfie and like tag me in it because again it's good for business and they would be like yeah yeah sure and then they would tag me in pictures but it would have like dog's ears and mouths and double horns it just didn't or it just didn't look like them at all and you know when somebody's instagram page isn't like their name and i would be like oh my god i don't even know who that is i, I don't want to offend anybody right like I, I don't do it anymore if you feel like you need to put a picture up with filters on it then you put a picture up with filters on it it's your prerogative these people must know like surely they know that you know that they don't look anything like the pictures but are they bothered because even the likes of Khloe Kardashian how she's looking on Instagram is not how she's looking in real life and is that just the culture now you know like everybody expects like to look flawless on Instagram and homeless in real life <laughs> that's all that's also down to us being locked up for two years as well because I feel as if that's sort of distorted our reality a wee bit because we've been in the house we've not been able to go out we've not been able to get dolled up so we've been living this kind of online life we've been on Instagram we've been on Facebook and then I don't know about you but anytime I'm on Instagram stories everyone's got a Bahama filter on everyone looks as though they've been to Bora Bora for two weeks you've not you've been in Scotland for two years how do you look like that? You know, I'm guilty of that, right? I would say I don't use filters on um, my feed, on my posts on Instagram, but when I'm jumping on my stories, I actually use some beds, right? So, but I don't tag my face or my neck, right? So, if I'm jumping on my stories, I'll put like a wee filter on it that's maybe the Bahamas so that my body matches. I've absolutely but thrown shade at you right I, now. I, I, <laughs> No, but that's absolutely fine because I know that I'm guilty of that. Maybe people think that it's photoshopped. I don't know. I, I don't really think I look that great on my Instagram to think for anybody to think that. But maybe they do because people think everybody does it. And I remember watching one of the Scottish influencers on her YouTube channel. She was talking about how she photoshops her images. And our boyfriend said in the background, like, everybody does it, every lassie does it. And I'm like, well, actually, no, I don't do it. Like, I don't do it because I would be mortified if somebody thought. And it's not to say that I don't try and get a good angle. I definitely don't think that everybody does it. And I think that we should really make a stand as women and stop doing it. Because what makes you unique and what makes you beautiful is the fact that you are you right like and when i think of all of these women in the world that i think are the most beautiful women in the world i don't think they've had anything done and i'm talking like 
Sarah Jessica Parker, Davina McCall, Cheryl Cole, and whether they've had, I think Cheryl Cole might have had a wee bit of filler or whatever, right? But I'm talking actual procedures, right? Yeah. Like, I go back and forward all the time, and I'm going to out myself here because I, I think that it's the right thing to do because we are sitting here and might be perceived as judging women for having things done. We're absolutely not. We're just having a discussion about these things um, and trying to come to a conclusion as to why I think would you agree Lauren yeah. why, why we're doing all these things so today I would have actually have had a, a cosmetic procedure and I would be laying in a hospital bed in recovery today and I choose not to I was supposed to go for a breast augmentation today and I cancelled it only a few weeks ago now, I booked the consultation like maybe this time last year and I don't really know what it was. I think from, I was about 28, I remember like making a joke in the salon and being like, I fucking woke up today and I've like noticed like my, my boobs disappeared in my sleep, right? And I do think that it, it's with age, right, that you lose a bit of volume. I also exercise, so I think over the course of the past few years, being in lockdown and all that, I would definitely say I was I'm more consistent than ever in the past few years at exercising. And we all know as women, your boobs are your first to go, aren't they? It's never your bloody arse, it's always your boobs. So I think that I lost volume in my boobs because of that age and exercise. So I goes for the consultation. This was like, God, I think August, September time. I'd waited all that time. Like, so what's that? Like seven, eight months, about eight months on this yeah. consultation with this doctor. Very sought after doctor in Glasgow. I takes my brow for examination so that he can take measurements and all that. And he said to me, you do realise that what you've got women would be really happy with. I kind of thought to myself, you know what, I don't really think that I need a boob job. I think that the five grand that I'm about to spend, I actually could do something better with that. Do I feel confident in my body? Yes. Um, I think I'm very fortunate. I think two, two things come into play there. My mum, I have my mum's body type. My mum and my dad are both slim. We've kind of got good metabolisms we can eat what we want to a degree and not put on weight but I also take care of myself as I said I like fitness and health and I tend to eat relatively healthy so I work hard for the body that I've got and I'm confident in it and I've always been confident in it so I thought what is making me want this boob job we had a wee conversation about this and you were saying do you feel like you were influenced and I don't know whether I was influenced I think whether I was or I wasn't I don't know I felt like I just kind of booked it on a whim and it wasn't really something that I had suffered let's say and yeah. a lot of people like suffer for years and then they go, do you know what, I'm really unhappy, I don't wear this, I don't wear that, I don't go here and I don't go there because I, I've not got a chest. And um, I think that I just kind of wanted what I had when I was younger. Yeah. Like I, I always had Kate boobs like, and that might sound as if, oh, you're, like, you're, you're boasting, I'm not at all. Like I, 
when you're young, you don't realise like you have good perky boobs, <laughs> you get volume. Don't appreciate them. No, you don't appreciate them at all. So um I actually used to have uh, I used to wear about a 32 double D or an E and you remember when Katie Price went and brought out her range bras there? Yeah. Right, so I used to wear those bras, right, because one, they were comfy, two, they were affordable and I just loved Katie Price. So I bought them and I was absolutely gutted when she stopped making them because for my size, I couldn't get like affordable bras from I think it was like Lysenza and things like that at the time now it's more like Bow Avenue I didn't want to go back like to as big as I was uh, because the thought of looking like somebody could tell I'd had a big job really put me off and it's just my opinion is that I think it can look quite tacky but I didn't want to look like that so I wouldn't say that I was trying to live up to that standard of that kind of BBL look the big boobs, the small waist, the big butt, it's just, I personally just am not into the, the whole look and it's dangerous, the BBL surgery is the most dangerous surgery of all surgeries, I've watched so many plastic surgeons and things online talking about it and you just think it's such a shame that women feel the need to Put themselves through these surgeries. I mean, you can die in the operating table. And I remember before Christmas, someone in the salon talking about the friend in their twenties who had passed away on the operating table getting a BBL surgery. And I just thought it was the saddest thing. And again, that was before I had cancelled the boob job. And it really made me think. It made me think. God, there's complications and. Now, that surgery this morning, to, to go and get a book job would take 40 minutes, the doctor said. Yeah. That, so, in 40 minutes. When you told me that, I couldn't believe it. 40 minutes to totally change something drastic about you. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with all your Botox and your filler and things like that. You're going in and it's taking five, ten minutes. You can literally pop out for a wee bit of filler on your lunch break and back in. Mm -hmm. And while me and you have said it from the beginning, we're not here to bash anybody. We're both sitting here. We've had lips done yeah, and things like that. I have, just for the record, I have had lip filler and I've tried Botox. I've not had lip filler in about three years, I think. But I, I think it's wrong to say that it dissolves like within so much time because Absolutely I, I feel not. as if it, mine has lasted a really long time. Yeah. Um, however, I have tried these things. So again, I'm not judging anybody. I honestly think it's from your own prerogative. So sorry, Lauren, I totally cut you off. That's there. all right. Um, no, all I was saying was you you can pop out literally on your lunch break and get Botox or filler um, and then just pop back into work like nothing's happened. And while I, I've obviously had lip filler um do i regret it now maybe because did i really need it no did i feel pressured by society into getting it probably mm -hmm. but for something to be so readily available you just think these people that are offering these types of treatments must be benefiting so much from people like chloe kardashian going out there putting these images online making us think should i look like that what do i need to do to look like that i mean you look amazing unbelievable like 
you look like an 18, you look like an 18 year old do you know what i mean and for you to sit and think do i need to get a boob job to make me feel happy it just blows my mind because i think if i looked like nicole i'd be again running down to tesco <laughs> in the bath and again it's just this distorted reality i, I keep bringing it back to that but it, it just it blows my mind completely blows my mind that we've got all this stuff readily available and that it, people young people are exposed to it yeah. every day yeah and it is it's like totally i'm actually reading a book right now and it's called women don't know you pretty and it's i'm only a few chapters in and it's actually started to change the way that i see the world um, and the beauty world and even what i do right as as a hairdresser and in this book it kind of tells you how the the beauty standards have actually been set by men because it really it's the way that women dress and look and pretty themselves up let's say is for the benefit of men it's how men like us men don't like us um like slobbing about and wearing our hair in a messy bun with clothes on that aren't tight they prefer is to have long hair and it's got to be coloured that we've got to have a tan and wear makeup and have our nails done and maybe have boob jobs and big butts and small waists and flat tummies and all of these things and be hairless as well like so to be hairless that is a massive massive industry and when you think about the beauty industry as a whole the world is what to go round right so it's like People wonder about cancers, right, and common colds and all that, and how can they cure them? They, they absolutely can cure them, right? Like, I believe so anyway. I was actually watching a movie last night, and it was about that. It was an Adam Sandler film, and it was saying how there's a cure out there for cancer, and that was the movie was about, but all of these chemotherapy companies would be shut down, and it yeah. would cost trillions. It would cost them trillions of, of pounds, and it's like, now, my mum sadly passed away in september with a short battle with cancer and to think that we live in a world that's holding the cure for cancer is just disgusting right but we'll come away from that subject that's a subject for another time but it's just how the beauty world this narrative was our standard was set by men because women were more likely to buy into it and back in the day, men did go out to work and women raised the, the, the kids and looked after the home. And women kind of did what men told them because they felt obliged, I think, because they were out and they gave them the money. They did put the dinner on the table and the food on their table. Now, it's the 21st century we're living in. Women are doing it for themselves, right? Like, we don't need to live up to this expectation if we don't want to anymore. And I think it's about time that we stop. And I absolutely loved, like, when Molly made the lot dissolved all her filler and things like that. I was like, yes, yes. Because I remember, like, a time where, I think it was, like, a call centre the girl worked in. And it was one of my, somebody my friend knew. And she had moved away from the call centre, went into aesthetics and was, like, driving a Range Rover and all that. And was claiming Kylie Jenner bought me this Range Rover, basically, because lip filler was such a big thing. I just thought that it was quite sad like that wee girl is trying to live up to our, our stepsister Kim Kardashian to me I think she wants to be her 
Yeah. It's like she's literally, Kylie Jenner is literally trying to keep up with the Kardashians. And then you've got Chloe who can keep up with the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. It seems like she's forever trying. And it's like that intro where of Revenge Body where, oh, I was always known as like the fat sister. And I don't know, but I've heard people have lost weight and they still say, like, in my head, I still think myself as, like, a big girl. You do. And I don't believe I could wear that bikini or I don't feel comfortable. I need to wear a swimming costume or a sarong or whatever. And you think, honey, you look incredible. Like, you should be going to the supermarket in your bikini. You know? <laughs> but it's just so, well, when that has been a subject for so long and so many people have said stuff to you and it's that thing uh, somebody tells you something enough you'll start to believe it so that is a negative thing and they say like that the negative things stick with us yeah. positive things like if you if i was to ask you lauren what do people say about you that are positive i bet you would be able to think of negative things people have said about you before yeah you could say a positive absolutely and is that the case with with chloe and it's such a shame that somebody as beautiful as Kylie Jenner felt the need to go out and get all of this surgery, the whole BBL thing and all that. I mean, she's a Jenner. Like, we all know that, like, they're tall and skinny and they've yeah. got butts. And, mm -hmm. and again, it's their own prerogative, but it's it's really sad. I just, I, I, I don't know why, but I've always felt quite sorry for her. And I think it's because I'm older and I can see from the outside that I'm like, God, you, you don't feel good enough and yet the world thinks that you're crazy and seem gorgeous mm -hmm. like, but you're just kind of like Chloe you've grown yeah. up in social media people scrutinizing you and you actually don't feel pretty and you've spent all this money and she looks the oldest out of the whole family mm -hmm. I would agree with that so yeah I have I've always felt really sorry for her and I think it couldn't have helped her coming from being a wee girl, getting with Tiger. Tiger was a man, she was a child. I don't care what anybody says, but it's like, I feel as if when you're younger, you try and live up to a standard. And we've all been there where we hate, um, like our boyfriend's celebrity crushes and things like that because we're so jealous of them, we're like, yeah. to hate them. And I felt as if Kylie almost became Black China mm -hmm. in a sense. It's like he's used to a black woman with a big booty and big boobs and a wee waist and all the colourful wigs and then the lips, like, he's used to all that. If you think that that never all came from being with an older man and him being like, oh, I like this and her trying to live up to it, I think that was a huge part of it. Yeah. Men have got a big, like, a lot to answer to and I'm not saying that all men like that because... And my ex thinks that Kim Kardashian is like, the, like he doesn't find it attractive at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm like that, like, you need to come on and we need to talk about this because <laughs> Kim Kardashian is seen as the most beautiful woman in the world. And I think she's beautiful. Whether she's had things done or she's not, I think she's beautiful. There is obviously like a standard where men have set this standard and this book talks about how like the standard was set by men the beauty industry is obviously big big business women were more likely to buy into it men were less likely now we're starting to see men getting insecure yeah um 
getting hair transplants, getting teeth in Turkey, and becoming quite more feminine, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to chime in on a wee point that you had made about men and how the beauty industry was set out by men and consumerism and things. I absolutely agree with you. I do think that that is the case. However, I do think we need to cut the guys some slack as well because sometimes I feel as though men are influenced into thinking what, how can I put this in a, in a way? I think that men are influenced into believing that that type of woman is actually what they want when it's not what they want. Because I don't know about your husband, but my boyfriend says to me that he, he prefers me when I've got no makeup on, I've got no hair extensions in, and I've got my hair scraped back and I've got my trackie on and things like that. But see, when you go through his Instagram followers and it's all these women with washboard tummies and you think, how could how could you possibly ever fancy me if that's what I've got to contend with? I think that sometimes these men have been, been influenced into thinking that's what you should be liking and these kind of women that are perfect and they've got the, the big boobs and the big bum, that's what you should be liking. So, But I actually don't think that they do. They do think that. So I think they've all, almost been influenced to a certain extent as well. Yeah, there's like a, a standard as well, I think that we think men want us to live up to and like you were saying I, I get the same I hear the same all the time like the I was actually speaking about it with one of the women that I work with and she was saying that like she wakes up and her husband's like oh my god you're just like perfect and all of that and she's like oh I've just woke up like I look a mess and he's like no that's like when I like you but yeah my husband says the same and He's forever, like, can I just say he does not support any of my plastic surgery wants or anything like that yeah. like, at all. He thinks that I'm absolutely crazy for wanting that. Nobody has ever, ever said anything to me about needing plastic surgery or they've never said anything really negative about my body or whatever. And maybe that's because I fit society's standards. Yeah. Right, and I, um, I fully think that that is what am I trying to say here? I fit society standards, yeah. right? Like I am thin, I'm body confident, I wear what I want. I've I've no get insecurities in that sense. I, I, I don't I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I fit society standards yeah, to a degree, mm -hmm. and it's like. So maybe to, to other people, I know through like my Instagram page and I'll post like pictures and oh workout done or just about to work out or whatever and love my outfits and things and I get messages from people and they say to me in real life as well, like, my God, I would love to be like you, I would love to look like you and things like that. And I'm like, right, so I get that I, I fit society standards. I've been a standard of a woman that people would, would like to be like. And I think that it's a fair point to make because out there, there's so many standards that we've got to live up to as women. And one of the standards is to be slim. And it's like, why? I think, again, some of the most beautiful women in the world 
that they're no slim. Yeah. Like, look at Ashley Graham. I know she's a model, right? But I, I think she's absolutely stunning. Look at Lizzo. I yeah. think Lizzo is beautiful. Like, Lizzo is my actual spirit she's animal. She's stunning. Unbelievable. She, like, she really is. And, and men love that. Men mm-hmm. are mental about Liz- Lizzo. Uh-huh. Did you see the guy that put the, the TikTok on Lizzo, how much do you weigh? And she replied to it, whatever pound she was, like £200 or whatever. And it was him in the the gym with the squat rack, <laughs> like hip thrusting 200 and whatever pound, the same as Lizzo. Because men are absolutely blown away by her. But do you know what I think it is with Lizzo and Ashley Graham? As soon as you started saying the most beautiful women in the world are not skinny, I just thought, Ashley Graham right away but I think what radiates about these women the most is that they are body positive they don't care that they don't fit into society's mold they don't care that they're breaking these barriers down of being perfect and what society wants them to look like Lizzo comes across obviously I'm talking about it as if she's my pal right I don't know Lizzo for Adam (laughs) yeah she comes across (laughs) she'll hear the podcast and she'll be phoning and we'll have her own right but she comes across as the most confident woman ever she loves herself in that kind of way that I would want to love myself and again something that you mentioned earlier that I forgot to pick up on but you said something like um oh by me saying that that sounds like I love myself Uh but who cares who cares if you love yourself I hate this whole perception that if you say I've got a nice bum or I've got nice boobs or I've got nice eyes or whatever that you're full of yourself and if you were a chocolate biscuit you would eat yourself it's okay for us to love certain things about us why do we then get into this pigeonhole that oh she must be full of herself she must think she's above everyone like why are we in a society where we can't be happy with our body? Do you know something more than that's actually a really good point? See, because I've, I've always been slim, I've always been body confident, right? I've always been around, majority of women that I've been around to have been my friends and things that have had weight issues, let's say, right? And I feel as if I had to really, I've had to really shrink myself down. And even like it's it's a big conversation all the time. I feel like people are always talking about like being on diets and what they're eating, and you almost feel like you've got to join in in this conversation. And I feel as if because I'm body confident and always have been, but as I said, that is through eating healthy and exercise as well, right? Like it's not I don't just sit in Mars and like wake up looking toned and all that I, I work hard like Courtney Black works me fucking hard I'll tell you that <laughs> that woman is a she's a drill sergeant I think that that was a good point that you just made like what if you do love yourself I'm learning as a 30 year old woman only now that I, I need to love myself and I need to put myself first because I put everybody else first my whole life and as far back as I can remember, I've shrunk myself down because other people felt uncomfortable. And now I'm learning that, or I've learned that I'm, I'm not the problem. I'm yeah. not going to shrink myself down anymore. And it's the reason for the podcast. It's like, no, I've got something to fucking offer this world. I do love myself. I do love who I am. What's the alternative? Do you want me to hate myself? Do you want me to fucking kill myself? Yeah. 
So I know, absolutely. And I think that that's what it is. See, if everyone had that attitude, the world would just be such a better place. I always say that I wish the world was the way it is in the girls' toilet at a night out, where everyone's all hyping everyone up like that. Oh, yes, love your dress. Oh, love your lipstick. Can I borrow it? Do you know what I mean? Is anybody got a brush? Yes. Slay queen, your hair looks fab. Do you know what I mean? I wish the world was more like that because... I think I'm like that. You are. You are like that. And I think that see when that's out with the girls' toilet, people react really, really standoffish and really nasty actually towards me. And my my husband could vouch for this quite a lot because I stop people in Silverburn and all that if I think their hair looks amazing, their makeup looks good, their outfit looks good. I, I could just be drawn to a person and I cannot walk by them. And Craig will say to me, don't, like, don't, please don't, but it's also something that he likes about me. But I am, I'm, I think I'm really like that as a person in general. And I'll stop people and I'll be like, or I'll say, I don't say thank you to anybody, I say thank you so much. Yeah. And see when you say thank you so much to somebody because they've handed you a bag in a supermarket or whatever, I feel like people look at you as if you've got 10 heads. And honestly, I feel as if I've been really misjudged and misinterpreted my whole entire life for being that person. And I don't, I do, I, I, I was going to say I don't know why. Now I'm understanding why, because it's not a thing to be like that outside the girl's bathroom. Yeah. It's no, no. people are like, what like they think that you're doing see like that scene in regina and mean girls and regina george is like oh my god i love your skirt yeah or something and then she's like oh my god that is the ugliest ending skirt ever i sometimes think do people think that i'm doing that yeah why do i know it's strangers and things that i'm giving compliments to and things but i i know what it feels like to be down rock fucking bottom right and I feel as if I've not had anybody around me really to nourish me, right, and my family or friends, and I felt as if I was always given, and whether it was, like, compliments, presents, gifts, like, love to other people, I never received it back, mm -hmm. right? So this is what the podcast is about. It's to, it's to learn you how to treat you better, and not don't worry about what everybody else thinks because it's really true what you say and you've probably heard it in other podcasts and things but be you it's being you is gorgeous being you is beautiful just be you don't worry about other people's standards do the things that you want to do see if you want to do your hair or paint your nails or put tan on or whatever because that gives you a spring in your step do that but make sure that you check yourself regularly and you think, who am I doing this for? Am I doing it because society wants me to? Am I doing it for my boyfriend? Am I doing it for my girlfriend? Or am I doing it for myself? And make sure the answer's always your fucking self. We've gotten so deep. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So what what I want to do, I don't know if you want to add anything to the 
I want to just add about you stopping folk in silver but I wish everyone would just take a relief out of your book and do that because I remember being on a night out in Glasgow a couple of years ago now and it was like a big it was a big night out it was like we were staying in a hotel and we were going out after it and I felt shit about myself every time I looked in the mirror I thought I was out with my, my pals and my pals are all built like the side of a fiver, right? They are all slim girls. I don't mind telling you, I'm a big girl. And I thought I look like absolute shit going out with these people. And we were in a pub in Glasgow and this girl and her pal came up to me and they were like that, you look amazing. Where is your dress from? Blah, blah, blah. All this kind of thing. Never said anything to my pals, just me. And I needed that. I absolutely needed it because after I had that, my whole night just completely changed. I was sitting thinking, I look like shit. Like, what's the point in me even joining in? And see when this girl and her pal come up to hype me up, I was like that, this is my night out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I felt completely different. So I feel as if, see if you do think that about someone. I know if you feel that about someone or you like somebody's coat or you like their hair, just tell them because yeah. you don't know what kind of impact that's going to make to their day. I have. A hundred percent. And that's what I was like, I would... I would love if somebody actually complimented me, even when I, I don't, I don't know, like, it would be nice every now and again to get a compliment back, right? Yeah. Like when you compliment somebody, however, I, I, you shouldn't always expect that, right? But I think, like you think, if you, sometimes somebody needs that, and when I try to walk by somebody in Silverburn, I think, no, they might be having a shit day, they might be having a shit week, they might be having a shit year. Give the compliment where the compliment's due and it can change somebody's whole, forget day, it can change somebody's whole perspective on themselves. Yeah, outlook. It definitely can. So what we, we were talking before, we did this and what we want to do, right, is all of this Instagram fakery and all that, right, we want to do a wee hashtag for when this podcast comes out and we're going to do it as well right so we want you to post a picture of yourself and you can either put it on your stories or you can put it on your feed on instagram right on your grid and we want you to tag us in it so my instagram page is the hair 411 that's that underscore hair underscore 411 and so tag us and hashtag fuck filters, right? So this will be the first guest episode that goes out and it's it's good for promotion as well. Let other people know that we're here and we're having these conversations, you know, because then they'll be like, oh, what's that? You yeah. know? So let people need to hear this conversation. We're not sitting here wasting our time. We're sitting here because we want you to know how to treat you right and make you feel better. And that's what the conversation's all about. I didn't know that these kind of things existed, all of this Photoshop and you could do all that. So, like, and I'm on Instagram for my job every single day. So if I don't know or I didn't know, then there's loads of people that might not know and it might make them feel a wee bit better about being them. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just going to chime in with my own. So we've got we're hashtag fuck filters, but my plea at the end of this podcast is just as we were talking about earlier, if you see someone in the street, you're on a night out, wherever you might be, you might even be at your work uh-huh. and somebody's got a new pair of earrings in, just tell them. Yeah. Just tell them, oh, they look fab or you look fab or you've got a fab smile. See, even saying that to someone, uh-huh. just paint a wee bit of positivity in the world because I think we all need it after the shit we've been through. 
and Lauren came in today and she's on the phone and I thought Lauren looked absolutely fabulous today. So Lauren, Thank you. you look absolutely fabulous. I made an effort today, for you, just Thank for you. you. <laughs> we'll see you again next week. The topic is going to be sexuality. So yeah, tune in, follow us, subscribe. Bye.